Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, when I first got into the business of long-term care insurance planning, um, I have to admit that the the learning curve was pretty steep. And, um, you know, I'm kind of a type A personality guy that I like to do a little bit of research. I like to put the time in on the front because I think education really helps make better decisions. I'm just a firm believer in that. And when I first got in this business, in fact, I was trying to find a policy, um, the right company for my mom, and I just, you know, kept asking questions. And what I found, number one, was that a lot of the advisors didn't even have a good grasp of long-term care, what the options were, what it really entailed. And the more questions I asked, the bigger gap I realized there was out there between what long-term care planning is all about and what people understand about long-term care planning. So... You know, I appreciate the questions we get, and um, I always respond to those for our podcast listeners or people that listen to us live on the radio. And we teach live classes every month. And again, my favorite part of the class is at the end of the class, we answer questions. And so this week, I decided our last show of the year. So this is the last um, podcast for for 2022, believe it or not. We are actually just going to spend some time today. I'm going to answer the top questions that I get from our clients, from our listeners, from the people who attend our website. And I just want to go through some of these. I don't have time to go through all of them because there's literally dozens of questions that I get. But there are a handful that are just pretty consistent um, week in and week out in, in on all these webinar classes. So let's start with that on some of our top questions. And the number one question um, that I think I get, especially when we're talking about these asset-based plans, is how much money do I need to self-insure? And this intrigues me because we don't ask this question about any other type of insurance. I mean, nobody looks at their house and calculates it and gets the appraisal and figures out the cost to rebuild it and says, well, I think I have enough money to reinsure. I'm just not going to worry about it. Even though statistically it's 99.97% chance your house is not going to burn down this year. So I find that question very interesting, and it's really, it's, it, you know, it's an honest question, and it's a, it's a sincere question, but it also stems from a lot of advisors and a lot of professionals out there who just simply look at long-term care planning as, do you have enough money or you don't? I think you're okay. And for those that don't have enough money, well, what's the number one reason why they don't get insurance? It's because the insurance is too expensive. So it's just, again, it's a lack of education on what long-term care planning does and how it works and why you would want it. And so my question to that, or my answer to that question is like, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. The vast majority of our clients could self-insure. If the litmus test is just simply, will you run out of money from a long-term care situation? The vast majority of my clients will never run out of money. They may have to sell some assets they don't want. They may not be able to leave anything to their estate, but they're not going to run out of money. So when someone asks me that question, how much do I need to self-insure? There is no answer to that. I have, I have clients that have, or, or north of $25 million of assets who have long-term care insurance. And the reason why is because it's the most efficient way to pay for care, meaning that I'm going to pay pennies instead of dollars. I'm not going to pay a bunch of unnecessary taxes when I'm converting those assets to income. And oh, by the way, I get this team of professionals that's going to help me and my family in a time of need. So long-term care planning, is just like having homeowner's insurance. Whether you have enough money to rebuild your home or not isn't really the question. The most efficient way to get your house rebuilt if there's a fire and it burns down is to have insurance because the insurance company is going to step in and provide a lot of benefits plus the money to do it. So there's not really an answer to that question, how much you need to self-insure. It's not a money issue. It's a planning issue. The second question, who provides the services and am I limited to who I can use? Now, what I mean by this is when I go into a long-term care situation, who's going to provide those services? So we're used to medical insurance, right? We've got to stick in the PPO or we've got to go to this network or or we've got to go see this doctor before we can go see that doctor. 
That is not how long-term care insurance works. When you file for your long-term care insurance, so you, you trigger a claim, so you, you need help with two activities of daily living, or you've been cognitively impaired, what's going to happen is that that is going to activate the policy, which means that you can spend up to your monthly benefit. Now, where do you spend that money? Well, any licensed agency that provides long-term care services. You choose. You can pick. You don't have to go through a network. You don't have to use uh, certain people in a geographical area. You don't have to move into a one-bedroom studio apartment. You can have a two-bedroom studio apartment if you're moving into an assisted living. So whoever provides those services, most states have some kind of licensing for licensed health care agencies. Now, Depending on the plan that you have, if you have, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, if you have a cash indemnity plan, you could hire somebody from the community that's not licensed. You technically can do that, but you become an employer when you do that. So just be aware. But the main issue of that question, who provides the services and am I limited? No, you're simply limited in the sense that you want to use a licensed healthcare professional if they're coming into your home, or you want to move into a licensed facility, whether it's an adult family home, assisted living, continuing care, whatever it is. The next question that I see quite often, can I use long-term care insurance to pay a family member? So this is going to kind of tag on to that question we just answered. If you have a long-term care plan that pays you a cash benefit or what they call indemnity, so the IRS is going to, there's a code. So it's either reimbursement, which means you have the health care worker send in the receipts and then the company reimburses you up to your limit, or it's indemnity, which means that once you trigger your claim, you just get the full monthly benefit. Now, technically you can use that money to pay family members, on a reimbursement policy, you cannot. So reimbursement is going to require you to use licensed professionals because there's just a lot of fraud when it comes to paying family members. The insurance companies figured that out a long time ago. But if you know for a fact that you are going to live with family members and you just want to be able to contribute to the household or you want to be able to pay family members, you can do that through an asset-based plan that's going to pay you a cash benefit. But that is the restriction right there. And remember, if you take a cash benefit plan and you go hire somebody else, you become an employer. And technically, if you are paying your family members, this is between you and the IRS. I'm not going to tell. But if you're paying a family member out of your long-term care benefits, technically that family member is supposed to claim that money as income and pay taxes on it. Because remember, the, the benefit to you is tax-free, but whoever's providing that care, that's income to them. So just be aware of that. But there is a way that you can pay family members, and that's a common question that we get. The next question, do I have to go to a nursing home or assisted living facility? This question usually comes up in the conversation from the men most of the time, and they'll say, I'm not going to go to a nursing home, or I don't want to go to a nursing home. And, you know, there's this, this question is really seated in the history of long-term care insurance because the original plans were facility-only policies. That was what they called them facility. Well, it was just nursing home. A facility was defined as a place that provided 24-7 skilled nursing. Folks, that's a nursing home. So I understand that question. I understand where that comes from. A lot of people, because they're still thinking like, well, I mean, there's still some facility policies out there. There's still quite a few people that have these policies that are only going to pay long-term care benefits if you move into a facility, which is defined as a nursing home. And especially if it's a policy that was taken out in like the 80s or the early 90s, some people still have those. I run into several of those a year. But the truth is that policies today are what we call comprehensive policies, and this is key. That means that when you get a long-term care insurance plan put in place today, the idea is for you to stay in control of your care options, and that also includes staying in control and choosing where you want to receive that care. The vast majority of people want to receive care in their home, and that's the idea. Long-term care insurance is going to keep you out of the nursing home because now you have those resources and you have that team of professionals to help bring in the help that you need so that you can age and stay independent and live in your own home, which is what most people want. So the comprehensive policies just simply mean that, that they'll pay for care in home, they'll pay for care in adult family homes, assisted living facilities, continuing care retirement centers, uh, special memory clinics, nursing homes, hospice care. It, the location isn't really 
the issue. It's it's the event. And so that's what you need to understand. And I do not sell facility-only policies. There is a couple companies out there today, or I should say there are, there's, there's a few companies that actually sell facility-only policies. And I just don't believe in them because nobody moves into a nursing home. You get put into a nursing home. So the policies, most of all of them that we're going to see that come across our desk are going to be what we call full comprehensive policies, which mean you get the care in the place that you choose to. So I'm going to take a quick break right now, and then we're going to continue on in the second segment with a handful more questions. And again, these are questions that I get from webinars, questions that people send in, and I got quite a few more. So stick around. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. For many of us, the best part of the holidays is being surrounded by the people we care about the most. This year, I encourage you, take a moment, think about those people sitting across the table from you. What would happen to them if your health was ever compromised to the point of needing ongoing assistance? Nearly half of Americans in long-term care situations rely on family members for 100% of their care. This means the people you care about the most could end up putting their lives and dreams on hold to be your caregiver. But that doesn't have to happen. Having a long-term care plan helps make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Lifting that burden from your loved ones. It's one of the best gifts you can give them. Brian Ott at 525 Advisors is simply the best when it comes to long-term care planning. He'll teach you all your options. He'll help you set up a plan like my wife and I did. It protects our family and will pay our estate back if we never use it. Sign up for one of their upcoming live webinars. Learn how you can protect everything you've worked for and the people you love the most. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. And uh, you just heard a couple of ads. I've actually got classes up for January. So this um, podcast is going to air on the radio stations on um, the local markets in Washington and Colorado on the 31st uh, of December. And then we're going to roll into January 2023. So my first class is going to be Saturday the 14th. My second class is going to be the 19th. Again, these are live webinar classes. They're free. Just go to our website at 525longtermcare.com and click on the attend event. And all we're going to do is have you register and we just send you a link and that's it. You just click on that link and it's, you don't have to download software. You don't have to go through any of that rigmarole. If you, you know, anybody that's used any of these other softwares out there like Zoom, you see that there's always these updates and software. You don't have any of that. It's just a link that you click on. You can watch it on your smartphone or your computer, whatever you want, your tablet. So again, the 14th and the 19th of January, our classes are up and running on our website. So today we're just answering some of the questions, the most more popular questions that we get through our webinar classes and that people send in. And, and, and same, so a lot of these questions are during our conversations with clients when we're working and designing plans. So we just finished up with... Um, you know, do you have to go to a facility, which, again, you don't. The vast majority, about three out of four of the, the policies start, um, people start them when they're living in their own home. Another question I get that is very common is what is the average cost for long-term care? 
So this is tricky because this is the problem with long-term care. What we're simply doing is we're buying a bucket of money. We're, we're, we're deciding how much money is in that bucket, meaning I want a couple hundred thousand dollars in there or I want unlimited amount of benefits. And then we're also deciding how much I can take out of that bucket when I go on claim. And it's usually expressed as a monthly benefit. So $6,000 a month, 8000 a month, 10000 a month, 2000 a month, whatever that number is. So that's what you're getting. You're just basically buying dollars to use in the future at a discount today and then you get the services that goes along with with that so a lot of people say well how much do i need how much does long-term care cost well really those numbers are all over the board there is no right answer i mean you can look up there's several companies that do these annual costs and average for assisted living for home health care aids for nursing homes you can look up those all over the place and you can get averages in your area and you can break it down by hourly wage and stuff. But the truth is, you know, what we really look at is what's a meaningful benefit and what we're doing is looking at your personal situation. Because a lot of people, when they go on claim, you know, they're still going to have Social Security. They might still have a pension. Are we just trying to kind of get you a little buffer gap or are we trying to pay for, well, the whole cost? Well, if we're looking for the whole cost, we say, well, a nursing home's figure $10,000 a month in today's dollars. So that's kind of all over. So there's not really a true average. And I'll tell you, I I just hate averages because, again, averages, they're trying to take a bunch of complex data and, and make a simple answer out of all this complex data, and it just doesn't work. Here's what the insurance companies say. Because the next question is, is, is what? how long are people on claim? So what's the average time that people use long-term care insurance? So let's just tie that question in with this as to what the average cost is. So again, the average time people are on claim, you're going to see everything from two years to three years for women, two years for men. I've seen four years. It's just all over if you get on, on the internet. And most of that data is based off of nursing home data, which is what's frustrating about that is that, yeah, maybe the average stay for a nursing home is two years for a man and in two and a half or three years for a woman. But again, that's the average stay in a nursing home, which the vast majority of those are Medicaid, and that means people got put there. If we look at the data from the insurance companies, when they're paying out, so how long do they pay out claims for? What is their average? Well, if they take all their claims and they average it together now, it's about four years. And that is up from three years at the turn of the century. So back around 2000, we were averaging about three years on claim. Now we're up to about four years. The big difference is what? Well, we're living longer. We're living through things that would kill us. And we also have much higher rates of cognitive impairment, which pushes that average up. But here's what you need to know, and I express this a lot on the radio show, and I tell it to my clients. If we look at what the insurance is paying out, how long for four years, that doesn't mean you need four years. Because if you look at their data carefully, a third of the people that go on claim still die within the first 12 months on claim. So if we take that third out and and, and redo some third-grade math and refigure these averages, it says if you make it a year, you're probably going to make it about five and a half years. That's the average today. But here's the problem. You got a lot of people that are dying in six months or two months or, or, or nine months. And then you also have people that are on claim for 12, 15. There's, I think, the longest active claims right now. There's a 22-year claim going right now. So it might be 23 if that person is still alive this next year. There's several in the 20s, several in the high teens from different insurance companies. So be careful when we're looking at average cost and average time. What we're really looking at for you when we design a plan is, you know, number one, the more assets you have, the the more protection you want because the more you have to protect. And so what we're trying to do is design a meaningful benefit for you. And somebody that has a very small nest egg, maybe they just get two years of coverage and that's it. And they know that they're going to probably end up on Medicaid, but they'll have a state partnership plan. And then we have clients at the other end that have twenty plus thousand dollars a month for lifetime benefits because they have a multi-million dollar estate. And this is the most efficient way to park some money because they're going to get that back and they have unlimited coverage. So So it's really going to be based on your situation. And make sure that when you're working with your advisor on long-term care planning, that they're asking you about that. Because your plan is going to be different than my plan is going to be different than somebody else's plan. Because our needs are all going to be a little bit different. And what we don't know is how long we're going to be in care. So we just want to look at what's at risk. Um, Another question I get very commonly, what does Medicare pay for? And does it pay for the first 100 days of long-term care? The answer is no. 
I've heard attorneys say this. I've heard CPAs say this. I've been at speaking events where I've had to get up there on stage and actually correct people, which they don't like to hear that. But, you know, if, if attorneys sitting up there saying, or a financial advisor is saying, well, Medicare pays the first 100 days of long-term care, they're misrepresenting what Medicare is. Medicare is for acute care. That's something you're going to heal up for. In the fine print with Medicare, it says we will pay up to 100 days of skilled nursing over your lifetime on Medicare. So that means from 65 to the day you die, the max Medicare will pay for is 100 days of skilled nursing. And then you read a little further in the fine print, it says the first 20 days without a deductible of around $170 a day. So after 20 days, you're paying $170 a day or a little over $5,000 a month. But here's the catch. That is not long-term care services. It's skilled nursing. That means that you need that. Your doctor needs that skilled nursing. And if you've been to one of my webinars, I tell a story about some clients and why he gets released from the nursing home. That becomes a long-term care event. It's because the doctor releases him from care. Long-term care, you do not need ongoing skilled nursing care most of the time. You, you, You need custodial care. And so Medicare does not pay for that. So Medicare, just think of it as going to pay for something that you heal up from. It does not pay the first 100 days of your long-term care journey. I don't care who says that. And if you hear that from somebody, send them to me and I'll straighten them out for you. Next question. Can you share a policy if you're married? Can I just have one bucket of money if I'm married? The answer is yes. On the asset-based plans, we have true joint policies, which means we have one bucket of money each person can dip into that bucket and pull out benefits. Now, for myself, my wife and I have a unlimited long-term care policy, which means we have a bucket of money that is just bottomless. We can each dip into that bucket and pull out our monthly benefit. And I think I'm up to about $8,300 a month. My wife could pull out $8,300 a month. If we had a limited bucket of money, let's just use a round number and say it was $500,000 and your monthly benefit was $10,000 a month. That means each person could pull out $10,000 a month until they exhaust, someone exhausts that $500,000. So one person could use all of it or they could share it. And if the first person passes away and never uses it, then the entire bucket is left there for the second person. So those are very popular on our savings-based plans and on our lifetime benefit plans. We have a shared shared program on that. So a savings-based plan, um, you know, that is that is a joint, you put a couple hundred thousand dollars into that, it turns into $600,000 of long-term care insurance day one. Each person has access to that $600,000 until they exhaust that benefit. So yes, you can share a policy on on the asset-based joint plans. The traditional plans pay as you go. No, they're, they, I mean, they have discounts for joints, but you technically have your own policy is, is really what you have on those. Um, next question here. What happens if the insurance company goes out of business? And this is a question I get on every single webinar without fail. And it's a good question because especially on these asset-based plans, you know, you walk in and you hand a couple hundred thousand dollars to the insurance company. What happens if they go out of business? Well, folks, it's the same with any insurance company. If your insurance company goes out of business, your policy is still good. It's a contract. So every state has what they call a guaranteed trust association where they back insurance policies, homeowners, car insurance, health insurance, long-term care insurance, life insurance, annuities. And the idea is that insurance is a guarantee. So if that company goes out of business, they can continue. Well, that book of business is going to be most likely transferred to somebody else. If they decide to stop selling long-term care insurance, but they're still selling life insurance and they're still selling disability and health maybe, they have a choice to either honor that contract and service it and collect the premiums and manage the claims, or they can transfer that to somebody else. But your contract will not change. That's the difference on insurance, When we, especially when we move to these asset-based plans. They're contractual, including the payments. Even on the traditional plans, it's a contract. The payments aren't guaranteed, but the insurance company goes out of business. Your policy is still good. And if, I'll be honest with you, it, it's not even on the radar for me anymore because we work with the A-plus companies, the best companies, you know, 100, 140 years old. So we're always looking for that best company, and we're going to have that as part of the discussion. But if something changes, 
your policy is still good, your money's still good, and every state's going to send you information when you take out a policy talking about how that policy is backed up. There's a lot more questions, but we don't really have time for that so today. So what I'm going to really do is I'm going to I'm going to um, sneak a quick break in here for the news, but stick around because when I come back, I'm going to introduce you to Martin and Alice. They are our clients of the week, and I'm going to show you how we set up one of our most popular plans and the unique way that we funded it. So stick around. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. And for those of you listening live on the radio, Happy New Year. Tomorrow is going to be a brand new year. Um, it just, boy, I, I tell you, time is relative. It's like the older you get, the quicker it flies by. And it's funny because I have a son in college. I've got a daughter that's in high school. And, you know, my daughter's wrapping up her senior year. And my son's in college. And it's just time is just dragging, right? It's like a job for him. And for us, we're already planning out, you know, six months ahead. This is what's going to happen. It's like, boy, that's coming quick. But here we are um, heading into 2023. So happy new year. If you just joined us or you're new to long-term care radio, this is just really an educational podcast. We're answering questions today. And then at the bottom of the hour, what I try to do is bring in a client of the week and explain how we designed the process, the steps we went through and why we ended up settling on this particular type of policy because again there's a wide variety of of traditional plans and asset-based plans and the goal for us is to not only design meaningful coverage for our clients but also to figure out the best way to fund them and this week we have one of our most popular plans Uh, we do you know more of this than anybody in the country and it's using retirement accounts to fund an asset-based long-term care plan that's going to pay you back and i'm going to walk you through the process Our clients are Martin, who is 72, Alice, who is 67. Both are retired. They have two children. They have three grandchildren. Um, They reached out to us after hearing about these new asset-based plans because they didn't know about them. And uh, they had taken a look at long-term care insurance about five years ago, but just, you know, they just weren't impressed. They got a bunch of quotes on traditional plans, which you just pay into, and if you don't use them, the money's gone, and they thought the premiums were kind of expensive for what they were going to get, because again, most of us don't think we're going to use it, even though statistically it says we are. You know, I understand that, and that's what I say about traditional plans. It's like a boat without the boat payment. It doesn't matter how much the payment is. If you don't have the boat, it just seems expensive. So these new asset-based plans that are going to pay you back, it's just repositioning assets, and that's why they reached out as they heard about these new plans. Their top concerns was they really wanted to just protect their estate. They had a nice little nest egg put together, um, and they wanted to, you know, they said, would rather spend that money somewhere else than paying for, you know, long-term care services. So if we can find a better way to pay for that, that intrigued them. They did not want to be a burden on their kids. Um, they wanted to avoid, you know, stressing about how much money they had to set aside to pay for care. And this is an important point. And what you mean by this is if you're self-insuring, well, how much is enough money? Is $200,000 enough? Is $500,000 enough? Do you need to keep a million dollars set aside? How much? You, you don't know. And that's the problem with, with you know, when you're self-insuring. They also had some personal experience. Alice's parents both spent down their estate. Both mom and dad. Dad got sick for a few years. Mom took care of him, and then mom ended up health compromised, ended up in a long-term care situation, and really spent their nest egg down. It wasn't a very big nest egg, but they blew right through the money, and Alice saw that, you know, how, how hard it was on her and her family, and her mom ended up on Medicaid. And so really, at the end of that, there was just no estate left for the kids, and she said it was very stressful on her and her siblings, and she really wanted to avoid that for her kids as well, too. Um, setting down and talking with him, this is kind of what we found out. Alice was in good shape. 
Um, she was taking thyroid medication, and she had a statin for cholesterol, but you know she was very stable, and there were no issues there. So we could get coverage for her, her quite easily. Martin, however, was in the middle of prostate cancer, and it was unresolved. So unfortunately, right now, we don't have any options for Martin. He just, you know, if, if, he, if he has surgery for prostate cancer and then he goes back and gets a clean bill of health, yes, he would have some options in the future. But right now, again, and he's 72 and he's in the middle of prostate cancer, they don't know if they're going to do surgery or not. It's just unresolved. We cannot move forward with a plan for him. They do own their own home. Martin has a small pension and Social Security. Alice has Social Security. They have a rental home that provides some additional income that they plan on, you know, keeping for the foreseeable future. Um, They do have savings and some small investments. Most of their liquid assets are in an IRA. Martin has a, a pretty sizable IRA. He now has to start taking his required minimum distributions. Martin is 72, so that means he's got to start taking money out of that IRA account. Um, they want to live in their home for as long as possible, and they want to leave as much of their estate to their family. I mean, I think that's something that was important to both of them is how do we help our family out? They've already be, been doing some estate planning, and that was their preferred choice as opposed to spending this money down on care. So that's kind of you know, what we found out about them. What they wanted from a plan, something that provided meaningful coverage, meaning that they don't outlive that, that it's they're not trying to guess like, well, I've got two years of coverage, but I need six. So they wanted something that would really be meaningful if they ended up in a long-term care situation. They wanted a plan that would pay the estate back if they didn't use it. And Martin was all about that. He said, look, I'll put money into this plan, but you know, if we get lucky and we don't use it, we don't want to walk away from that money. That's the best of both worlds for him. So that was important. They liked the idea of the coronation side. They had heard me talking about this, and that was something that really piqued up Alice's ear, saying, you know, tell me more about that, that the care coronation that's available, that concierge support. So a couple different companies have concierge-level claim support, meaning that they assign somebody to you and your family, and they just help you through your situation, whether it's finding health care workers or whether it's moving or, or rating assisted living facilities, whatever it is, and they're going to be there and be part of your team as your you know as your journey moves forward it's most likely going to require more and more so a lot of people start out just needing help maybe a few days a week and then it might progress up to where someone needs to move into assisted living facility that's what that concierge service is there for to answer questions and get you thinking about things maybe that you haven't thought about and help you and your family make the right decisions um and so that's really, you know, the the key things for them. They also like the idea that, you know, a plan covered care and home. And like I said, all of our plans do. So so that's what they really want from a plan is we'll put money into a plan. We want meaningful coverage. We want that assistance, that care coordination, that claim support. And we want to be able to age in home and, and choose the places that we, we go to if we are going to move into a facility for, you know, help down the road. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what we did for him. First off, here's the big, you know, let's just get it out there. Martin's not insurable. Uh, We couldn't get coverage for him at this time, which puts us in a very unique situation. I call this the Titanic effect. Oftentimes when there's a married couple and one of them can't get insured, they'll just say, well, we're not going to do any insurance at all. We're just both going to be uninsured, which is really backwards if you think about this because if we know someone like martin can't get insurance right now can he in the future he might be able to but he might not so if martin can't get insurance in the future i mean he's already 72 he's he's getting up there and so if his health is to the point where he can't get insurance in the future well guess what they're gonna have to pay for the care that he needs if he ends up in a long-term care so if he ends up in an extended long-term care situation, well, that's going to just burn assets down. That's going to take away money for Alice to use. And then if Alice ends up in long-term care, well, guess what? If she doesn't have insurance, then there goes the estate. They start willing it down. So when we have one person that can't get long-term care insurance, what we want to look at on partners is, hey, let's make sure the person that can has a meaningful plan so that they're not left high and dry on Medicaid and we're not worried about spending money to take care of the person that can't get the care. That's because the the other person is going to be covered. That's what we want. So that was really the situation that we were in, and Martin totally agreed. They both saw the urgency of getting a plan put in place for Alice and for the kids, because Martin said, you know, you're right. I might not be able to get insurance down the road. He might get through the prostate cancer and something else might pop up. And that's just the the joys of aging, right? You know, we, we, we're good today and tomorrow something else comes up. 
So what did we do? We obviously looked at asset-based plans because they're going to pay the estate back. They offer the features that they like, like the concierge claim support. Asset-based plans also offer a wide variety of ways to fund them. So it's not just set up a plan and start making payments. We have all these different options to fund asset-based plans. Now let's talk about that for a minute. One of the key steps we do when we're designing a plan is it, for someone is, okay, what's what's the coverage, what's the amount that we want, and then what's the most advantageous way to pay for that plan? Meaning, is it a single pay? Is it a limited pay? Is it a combination of the two? Or are there any tax advantages? Are there any tax deductions? Are you a business owner? So that's what we're always trying to do when we figure out how do we want to fund these these plans. The thing that caught my eye was the IRA. Martin has a sizable IRA. He's got to take out money this year, but he hasn't been taking any money out of his IRA. But now he has to take required minimum distributions every year. That just means, hey, guess what? You're old enough. You got to start taking that money out that's been growing tax deferred in your retirement account, and you got to claim it as income, and you got to pay taxes on it. Based on his current IRA balance, Martin was looking at having to pull out $36,000 this year. So that's what he has to pull out. He's got to go to that IRA. He's got to pull out at least $36,000. He's got to claim in his income, and he's got to pay tax on it. So when I introduced Martin and Alice to one of our most popular plans, which is funded with a single rollover, not a withdrawal, that's the key, a single rollover from an IRA, this is what they decided made the most sense for them. And he loved the idea after I showed this. And what we're simply saying is if I have, if I have all my money, I have a million dollars with Schwab, and I want to put $500,000 in Fidelity, I would just roll $500,000 over to Fidelity. That wouldn't be considered a withdrawal. I, and then I say, well, I want to open up a, another IRA with, um, with U.S. Bank. And so I go down to U.S. Bank, and I take $100,000 out of my Schwab and my Fidelity, and I roll it into U.S. Bank. So now you have multiple IRAs. You can do that. And what we do with this insurance plan is we can do the same thing. We can take money out of an IRA and or a 401k if you're still money is still in a 401k. But the, the biggest advantage is an IRA, and I'll explain why in a second. But if we roll that money out of that IRA, we roll it into an IRA in the background at the insurance company. Okay. That's what we're doing. And then we're able to spread the taxes out over time, over 10 years, instead of just saying, hey, I just took a bunch of money out of my IRA. I got to claim it as income and I got to pay tax on it. And here's the thing. This is how it works. We took $240,000 out of the IRA and we just rolled it over to the insurance company. So this was Martin's IRA, remember? But Alice is the insured. And so what we did is we took out $240,000 out of Martin's IRA. We placed it with the insurance company. The insurance company now sets up a long-term care plan for Alice. And here's what she's going to get out of that. Alice is going to get an immediate long-term care benefit of $10,007 a month. Okay, so $120,084 per year for an unlimited benefit, lifetime. That means Alice will never run out of long-term care insurance ever. She could be on claim for 25 years. It doesn't matter. Now, here's the best part about this. What if Alice never uses it? Well, $250,000 is paid back to the estate, two fifty one sixty six to be exact. It's paid back tax-free to the estate. Now, what happens if Alice goes on claims and uses $100,000? Well, they're going to take that two fifty dollars guaranteed payback, and they're going to subtract out $100,000 that they paid in long-term care. Her estate still gets the, the difference, which is you know, $150 back if she uses $100. So my point is that $240 going into this plan out of an IRA, they're guaranteed to get $250 back one way or the other in either tax-free benefits if Alice never, use, Alice never uses it, or long-term care benefits, or a combination of the both. But... The long-term care benefit itself, if they use $250,000 of of long-term care, they don't run out of long-term care. They just don't get any death benefit return. They continue to get $120,000 a year for the rest of her life. So true catastrophic insurance. This is the whole house burning down. We're covered. So let's get back down into this and just recap for a second here. What makes this plan so wonderful? Well, if Martin just goes down and pulls $240,000 out of his IRA, guess what happens? He, he claims that his income and he pays tax on it. That's a big tax hit. You know, if you're in the 30% bracket, you're like, oh, gosh, there's $80,000 of tax got to come up with. 
But that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is we're rolling that 240 into an IRA in the background, and the insurance company sets up a 10-pay on their books. Martin and Alice aren't doing anything. They just rolled that money over. Guess what happens? Every year, the insurance company says, we are going to go and we're going to pull out $36,000 out of that 240 for 10 years and pay that into the long-term care plan. So really, it's, it's the same as if you went down and you set up this exact same plan, $120,000 a year of long-term care benefit with the $250,000 return of premium, you would pay premiums of $36,000 for 10 years. So really, that's what's happening. That 240 is buying $360,000 of insurance because that 240 is still earning interest, just like it is in his IRS, just that it's at a guaranteed rate right now, and it's going to outperform bonds. It's going to outperform savings and money market accounts, and there's no risk to it. They guarantee that that 240 will buy that $360,000 of insurance. And here's what's really great about this. Because the insurance company is pulling that money out over time, they're going to generate a 1099 R, which is just retirement 1099, saying I took money out of a retirement account. Well, that $36,000 that they're going to send to Martin every year, that 1099R for $36,000, counts towards his total distributions that he has to pull out. And I apologize, folks, it's only $30,000. So the, 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 the $240 will be, make 10 payments of $30,000. So that $30,000 1099R that he gets is basically saying, hey, I'm pulling $30,000 out of my IRA account already. So he looks at his total IRA account as a little north of a million dollars. And so he's going to sit there and say, well, I took 240 out of it. So I've got, just round it off and say 750 left with his existing company right now. He only has to pull out the difference. His required minimum distributions were 36000 for this year. The insurance company is reporting that they're pulling out thirty. He only has to pull out the difference of $6,000. We're able to count that distribution into the insurance plan as a required minimum distribution. This is why it makes this plan so popular, folks, is because what happens... Martin has to pull that money out anyway. If he doesn't set this plan up, he's got to pull $36,000 out. He set this plan up. He's going to have $30,000 pulled out from the insurance company. He only has to pull out $6,000 out of the rest of his money, and he's met his required minimum distributions for the year. And so this just continues on. Now, there's a, quite a few additional benefits that, you know, this is hard on the radio. So I just want you to understand it's a very efficient way to use your retirement account and meet required minimum distributions because we can aggregate IRA. So again, if I have an IRA at Schwab, an IRA at the, the insurance company, and an IRA at Fidelity, I add all those IRAs up together, and then I just have to pull the money out. I can pull all the money out for my required minimum distributions out of just one of those accounts. And that's what we mean by aggregate. So we've got 30000 coming out every year for the next 10 years. He can count that. So if next year, if he has to pull out $38,000, he says, well, I already have thirty coming out, so I only have to pull out 8000 out of the remainder of my IRA, and he meets his required minimum distributions. Other benefits about this plan for Alice, she's got you know caregiver benefits. She's got home improvement medical benefits of $20,000. So she's still going to get her $10,000 a month, plus she can do $20,000 of home improvement to make her home safe. She's got the concierge claim service for life. Um, she's got waiver of premium built into this plan. And what that simply means is that, gosh, if Alice does go on claim... Technically, they gave $240,000 to the insurance company, right? They rolled that out of their IRA. That's how they bought their plan. But the insurance company technically set this up as a 10 pay, saying, well, you're, you're really making 10 payments of $30,000 out of that 240. So if Alice gets hit by the bus and goes on claim at year two, guess what? She starts getting her $10,000 a month of long-term care benefit. And every year when they go to pull that $30,000 out of the 240 that they deposited with them, there's nowhere for it to go because there's a waiver of premium. So they get that $30,000 back. It doesn't change their taxes. It doesn't do anything. They just get that $30,000 back. And the death benefit on the policy is also enhanced the first eight years of this. So if she gets hit by the bus and she passes away, the state gets $462,000 back. Why? Well, because they get the 250 death benefit and they get what's left in that IRA is back as well, too. So it is just a phenomenal program. And what happens, you know, if you're faced with having to take required minimum distributions, this money counts towards that. 
It gives you guaranteed leverage immediately for the insurance. It also guarantees you a return on that $240,000. I mean, I was looking at their portfolio, and Martin had most of his IRA in bonds. He had over 70% of it in bonds, and those aren't doing very well. So this is going to outperform that part of it. So just really, really a good all-around program. It's seamless to them. They aren't doing any paperwork at all. They're just all that is done by the insurance company. We just rolled the money over. She's got insurance covers today. They're guaranteed to get more money back than they put into the plan. So wonderful, wonderful plan. I went really long on this. I've got to take a break, come up for air, but stick around. I got a few minutes left. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes. Guarantee the quality of your care and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Bill, a client of Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Why did you decide to even look into the long-term care? Well, I think the expenses when you start getting older, and I wanted to not lose everything, protect my assets. And so I didn't have any long-term coverage. And I chose the asset-based plan, which you know had a lot of benefits that, that I thought worked for me. Tell me about your first meeting with Brian, how he explained your long-term care options. Well, I thought Brian and Madeline were great. A lot of follow-up very clear in the way that he answered all my questions. And I thought it was as transparent as I have an experience as I had. And he was right there the whole way, you know, being patient, helping me out. I felt that he was working with me instead of working for himself. Sign up for one of their upcoming live webinars. Learn how you can protect everything you've worked for and the people you love the most. He'll teach you all your options. He'll help you set up a plan like my wife and I did. It protects our family and we'll pay our estate back if we never use it. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. Um, Again, class is coming up on the 14th and the 19th next month, and we just love those live webinars because it gives you a chance to meet uh, me. You get to meet my case manager, Madeline. Um, We answer your questions for you that, and it's just a really fun. We get a lot of feedback on that uh, webinar, so we we know that people like them. So, again, those are free, and they are on our um, website at 525longtermcare.com. So if you just tuned in in that last segment, I apologize. I get worked up on these client of the weeks. I mean, there's, it seems like there's so much going on. But for me, it's, you know, it's like riding a bicycle. I've been doing this so long, I just know ins and outs. So when I see somebody, what I'm always looking for is like, man, this is such a great way for you to set up a long-term care plan because it's taking money that you already have to pull out. It's putting it to work. It's giving you leverage. It's giving you tax benefits. And it's just a wonderful way for us to do business because a lot of people look at it and they're like, well, geez, I had to pull that money out anyway. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't change your taxes at all. And that's what we really specialize on these asset-based plans is really what we're trying to do is say, hey, let's take some money out of one pocket and put some money into another pocket, but let's put a bunch of features and benefits on it before we stick it back in. And this is due to the Pension Protection Act. Remember, Uncle Sam wants you to have long-term care insurance because it is one of their biggest expenses and it's growing. The federal government and the states split the cost of Medicaid. The vast majority of people are on Medicaid. Asset-based plans, they gave us a bunch of advantages to fund these things. And these asset-based plans using uh, um, the, the IRA rollover has been one of our most popular plans for the last you know eight years without question. Now, 
one of the questions I will just tell you that we get all the time, too, on these asset-based plans is how can the insurance company afford to pay you back if you don't use your plan? So we're just looking at this for Martin and Alice. They give $240,000 up front. They walk away. They have lifetime benefits, $120,000 a year. I mean, just think of that. If they just kept their two forty. That's two years of long-term care coverage for him at $10,000 a month. Well, Allison now has unlimited long-term care coverage. That's the leverage. That's why we get it. So why does the insurance company give you your money back? How can they afford to do that? Well, quite frankly, it's just actuarial science. We're looking at that village, and we're looking at a million people, and they know that statistically, because they've studied all this data, that X amount of people are going to go on claim. On average, X amount die within a year. X amount die within two years, three years, four years. They just have all that data. And they're constantly studying that and reviewing it and looking at new advances in medicine and figuring all that out. And it's the same with homeowner's insurance. You know, once, uh, like my little house down in Creed, I remember they had a huge fire down there a few years ago. And Mineral County is is over 90% public land. It's mostly forested area in Colorado. So that's where the fire was. Well, Creed's the only town there in the whole county. And so my insurance just tripled because they're looking at that data and like, oh, my gosh. It's just like, you know, a third of the county caught on fire. So they're always looking at data like that. And what happens with these insurance companies on these asset-based plans is you guys are pooling all your money together. You may not go on claim, but your neighbor might. Your neighbor might only be on claim for six months, but then your other neighbor might be on claim for 10 years. So the insurance company has figured that out. And really what you're doing is you're putting your money into the insurance company. You're letting them put that to work. And I will just tell you, matter of fact, advisors don't like to hear this, but the insurance companies are better investors. They're cash companies, so cash reserve companies, most of their investments are in bonds, some corporate bonds, mostly government treasuries, and then excess reserves can be invested in different things. But they have such a long outlook. In some of these companies that have been around 100 years, 140 years, you know, they've got a lot of assets on the books that they manage. And so you're, you're just trusting your money with them. They're investing it. They're guaranteeing the returns. And the reason why they do that is because you get that guarantee. You get the guarantee that my hundred or my $240,000 will provide me $120,000 a year for the rest of my life starting today. I don't have to grow that money. I don't have to invest and take the risk. I'm going to let somebody else figure that out. So, um, again, I hope everybody has a wonderful new year. I'm excited for 2023. If you have any questions, let us know. There's lots of information on our website. I'm going to get to work. I'll be back uh, next week with our first new show of 2023. So, again, have a great new year, and thank you for your interest. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.